Welcome to the Coaching DNA Podcast, where we take a deep dive into what makes coaches and leaders great. We're excited about our sponsor, Symmetry Turf. Symmetry Turf is a Texas-based turnkey sports construction company that specializes in building premier athletic facilities for schools, universities, and municipalities. Visit them at www.symmetryturf.com and check them out on Facebook. This is a Kingdom Coaching Podcast. Kingdom Coaching equips, consults, and represents coaches of all sports all across the country. Now for our host, Travis Wyckoff. Welcome to the Coaching DNA Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Wyckoff, and today we are going to pause and talk about leadership and team building. Over the last several months, uh, I just keep having a, a similar conversation with, with coaches, and that is about culture and more specifically like team building and how do you develop leaders in your program? Because I think all of us would agree that when you have a, a cohesive team, when you have a group of girls or a group of guys that are bonded together, that are all going in the same direction, that also have leadership on that team, that is going to help you be more successful. I mean, I don't think anyone would would argue the fact that when you have those things in your program, you are going to be more successful. So there are some people, I think, some coaches that can that just have a knack for building a cohesive team with uh, developing leaders and kind of that building that sort of culture in their programs in others that don't do it as well. Just the same as there's those who really excel at X and O's and others who maybe don't do it as well. Um, but I think this is something that you can learn and grow into. Um, I do think there are those that just intuitively get this, but I want to give some some tools um, about how to do this. And and so today I want to talk about some ways to to build a team and and also develop leaders. I want to just share a recording that I did with a guy by the name of Greg Liberty, who is the assistant football coach at East Texas Baptist University. Prior to getting into coaching, Greg was in the Army. And so he walks us through how the Army uh, builds teams and also um, develops leaders when they get a, a group of, of new enlistees that come in. And so I'm going to pause and wanna, I want you to, to listen as I talk to Greg about how this process takes place and then we will talk a little bit more after this recording so here's greg liberty okay so as the recruits enter basically training they they pull up in my time they pulled up it was called a cattle truck it, it's an actual cattle truck where they use to transport cattle <clears throat> soldiers in there you know the new soldiers are in there with all their luggage which would be duffel bags and uh rucksacks and the moment they get off of the, the the cattle truck, we start stressing them. First thing we do is we get we get them to throw their bags off of the bus in no particular order. So the bags are just all over the place. Duffel bags all over the place. And they're all green, so they look the same. So we give them an order. Find your bag. Find your bag and get a formation. And we're pretty much adding pressure because we're not saying it nicely. We're in our face, we're in their ear. We're creating stress. And you would start to see... Leaders developing from that drill right there alone, because once they find their bags, they start helping their buddies find their bags, and eventually everyone gets some formation. That's day one. 
of basic training. Uh, somewhere in between that time, we um, it's it's a no win for the n- new recruits on that day because you're gonna do push-ups, you're gonna do sit-ups, because you're not gonna do anything right. And even when you do something right, we're still gonna smoke you, so to speak, with the push-ups and sit-ups. So we identified the leaders on day one. We also identified the people who who may not be that strong leader on day one as well. Um, by the end of four weeks, the, the first four weeks of, of the eight-week basic training period, by the end of the first four weeks, we have the leaders we started off with, but Army Doctorate is there to create other leaders. So we develop other leaders along the way by giving them tasks uh, somewhere along the way. We may have them look after one of their, their uh, fellow soldiers. We may pair them up into groups where you have a strong one, uh, basically partnered up with the weaker one. Uh, we call those battle buddies, and they help each other uh, in development. By the end of week eight, the end of basic training, every person in that squad or for the team is ready to be a leader of some sort because of the training and the stresses that we put on them. Um, uh, we uh, we purposely made ourselves the bad guys so they bond closer together because you're taking a bunch of people who never knew each other before in life and you're basically trying to make them exist and and and, and execute tasks on one accord, build almost like a family type atmosphere. So we start off as the bad guy, but as they start developing through their training, eventually they see it more, more so as their helpers than a bad guy, and everyone's on board by the end of week eight. Explain a little bit on the importance of the stress, and I think you've used the word pressure before. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, the uh, stress or pressure, however you want to uh, call it, um, uh, is put there uh, basically in Army training. It's put there to get people react under stress, but at the same time, it builds it. It builds a bond between the people being stressed. Um, group punishment was a norm because if you're you know if you're truly a team and you're working to 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 go into battle together and win battle together, we all know there's no iron team, so you're gonna suffer together as well. So we would do all type of things if if one guy's not, it, it it's not right, the whole platoon is not right. So you know we add pressure to us all night push ups, all night sit ups. Um, we may go for a run at two in the morning. Um, it you know just depends on the what the re- recruiter or trainee did to not be up to uh, standard. Yeah. And, ev- you know, and eventually, eventually you'll have the guys in the platoon who were who squared away. They didn't really have any deficiencies, but they suffered with the weaker ones. Mm. And what that did was that created an atmosphere of them wanting to help the weaker ones get to their level or level up, so to speak. And talk about um, how you guys picked, or what were you looking for in leaders? Because because you said you got to you got to pick leaders like within the first twenty four hours. What are you? What are the things you're looking for uh, to help you make good decisions on who should be a leader? We were looking for the ones who we felt as though could could handle themselves under pressure. And it starts when they got off the cattle truck, and the ones that could not only find their bags, 
but they willingly went to go help the others find their bag. When we, when, when we would be in their face screaming, they didn't bat an eye. You know, they pretty much stayed on task. Uh, what was the end result in eight weeks? What did you want to see? In eight weeks, we wanted to see a platoon who was trained, highly trained to standard, working together as a team, whereas if and, and leadership heavy, Meaning, if if for some reason we had to replace a leader, the next man up would be able to would be able to fall in his position, and we wouldn't miss a beat. So essentially, you guys are wanting to do what every coach in America is wanting to do is to to um, develop toughness, to build unity, to develop leaders within your uh, within your team, so that you guys are a cohesive unit with uh, leaders leading the way. Correct. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And it's funny what you said about leaders leading the way. Um, we had a saying in the infantry where, where, where whereas uh, when we would greet each other, uh, we would say infantry leads the way. So you know that kind of tags on what you said. As as we're we're uh, training the troops and getting them ready, there's a fine line between too much pressure and and, and not enough pressure. You know, at, at some point you have to start showing them love. But in the beginning, it was it was group punishment. That was the pressure because because you can't be your brother's keeper if you can let him fall while 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 you're over here thriving. Yeah, you know, help him out, give him a hand. Somewhere in between that pressure, you you have to let him know that you really care about him as a person. So gotcha. you know that's another ingredient. That you know it helps balance it. You know, so somewhere between the pressure, you have to just somehow let them know that you still love. There's them, a regardless. few things I want to pull right. out <laughs> from what Greg talked about, and just some things that that uh, I, as I'm again working with different coaches and different programs, just some things I'm seeing. So there's a few things I want to pull out. The first one is uh, pressure. This idea of pressure. The second thing I want to talk about is identifying leaders and then the the third thing I want to pull out and talk about is uh, building a team and so first I want to talk about pressure the the saying diamonds are formed by pressure um, the problem is is they are not the diamonds aren't formed uh, overnight it takes it takes time pressure is a necessity to grow people fruit does not grow on the mountaintops but rather in the valleys or another way to maybe even frame that is when there is pressure on you, when there, times aren't great, when, when times are tough, quote unquote, in the valley, uh, that's where fruit grows. When, when things are sweet and everything's easy, you're on the mountaintop, you just, I mean, you can go to any mountaintop in the world, there are no fruit trees growing at the top of the mountains. They grow in the valleys, they grow when the, the pressure's on, they grow in tough seasons. And so, um, I think the same thing exists with athletes. I think the same thing exists with us as, as people. Uh, that pressure can can oftentimes bring out the best in us, can grow us, can form us into diamonds. Now, I want to be careful here. Pressure doesn't mean demean. I think the immediate thought we have is what the military would put on pressure, where you're yelling you know, in student-athletes' face and spits flying, and you're demeaning them, and you're calling them all sorts of names. Um, I am not at all criticizing the military at all because I think theirs is a life and death mission that they've done this enough where I think they've got a pretty good feel of what they're doing. But athletics is different. 
Uh, I think if you if you get in somebody's face and start yelling and spits flying and you're calling them all sorts of names, there's a good chance you're going to be in the athletic director's office that afternoon. Um, so that's that's not what I'm getting at. But pressure can be applied. It can be applied through conditioning. It can be applied through. Um, different exercises, different drills that need extreme concentration. They can, it can be, it can be, uh, pressure can be applied by just maybe creating consequences for, uh, for drills being done right and those sort of things. So there's ways you can create pressure without, again, you know, in their face yelling at them. Um, I think there's many healthy ways to, to do this. But at the end of the day, I, I really believe this. We do not reach our potential by ourselves. We need pushed. We need challenged. We need encouraged. Whether you're 18, whether you're 48 or 68, we need people to help us reach our potential. And one of the things that we don't like but we need is we need pressure applied. We need to go through tough times. We need, um, in order to be a diamond, we need uh, pressure applied consistently. So that's the first thing I want to pull out from what Greg was talking about is trying to figure out how do you appropriately apply pressure? Not too much, but not too little. Uh, the second thing is identifying leaders. It's interesting. They started identifying leaders right when that cattle truck pulled off. They start chucking these bags off of the cattle truck. And then it's like chaos. You got to find your bag. You got people yelling at you. It literally feels chaotic. And, and Greg talked about when, when you find your own bag, leaders all of a sudden start helping other people who they've never met. They start helping other people find their bags. Um, and so I think too often coaches miss on naming captains. They, they, they name them too quick. Uh, they take a vote sometimes and they take the, the student athletes, you know, who they vote for and they make these decisions um, really too quickly when, when I think, um, the, the goal would be to observe, spend a ton of time observing and figuring out who is doing the work of leadership without the title attached to their name. And, and oftentimes I think those leaders are serving other people. They, um, they know how to lead themselves well. They handle adversity well. They're the ones that are in, in, in the face of adversity, in the face of pressure, they are calm. They're not complaining. They're not whining. They're staying tough. Those sort of people that, that know how to lead themselves, that are servants, uh, those are the, the, the people that you want to name captains, but oftentimes we, we name it too quick. So once you see these athletes rise to the top, then you simply name them captains you give them a title that they've already earned by their actions as opposed to giving somebody a title and then saying okay now i want you to go lead figure out who's already doing the work of a leader who's already doing the work of a captain and then um and then name them the the leaders and as as greg spoke i think you have to i think you have to give them assignments i think you have to give them assignments to see how they do and then, um, especially those assignments that, that, that aren't glorifying to them, it doesn't lift them up. Maybe they're assignments of serving uh, unceremoniously. They have to serve. Um, but you give them them assignments and you just see how they do. I think over, the, over time when you're working with a group of student athletes, you will see uh, who rises to the top and you just name them captains. They've already been doing the work 
Um, they've already they've already been doing the things that that leaders do. They've done it without a title, and then you just you just name them. And then the third thing is team building. I think this ties in a little bit to the idea of pressure. But Greg talked about group discipline that I thought was really interesting. Building a bond through that shared suffering or that shared tough experience. This is what oftentimes builds a team. And so when there's pressure put on um, both individuals and as a team. Um, I think you start to see a bonding that happens. Um, and as Greg said, it might be okay to, to not be liked for a while. It's okay to challenge your athletes and then maybe not love you in the, in the moment. That's okay. But at the end of the day, um, as I said, we don't reach our potential both as a group or individuals unless we get pushed, unless pressure gets put upon us, unless we get challenged unless we get encouraged. And so team building, um, is, um, I think comes in line a lot with this type, this idea of putting pressure on you just do it as a group and you start to see them bond together. Uh, one coach that I worked for always mentioned at the end of a practice or at the end of a, you know, as we met in a huddle, he would always say, stay together. Um, and I think one of the things that helps teams stay together is when they go through hard times and they go through toughness or, or things that, that challenge their toughness. Um, when they go through um, that shared experience of, of, of pressure, people bond together, they come together and um, there's a team that is built. So, so I hope this helps. I hope um, you get some ideas on, on how do you, how do you, how do you develop leaders? How do you, how do you identify leaders? How do you, how do you, how do you raise up leaders? And also how do you, uh, how do you, how do you build a team? Oftentimes you don't have a ton of time, you know, especially the fall sports, they, they show up in August and man, their, their games are going in late August, early September. And so hopefully this helps. It's, um, it's been in conversations that I've had over and over and over again. And so I think obviously the more you can build a team, the more you can bond a team together, the more you can raise up leaders, the better off your program is going to be. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast, and we hope that you join us again next week. If you would like to connect further with us, we are on Twitter at coaching underscore DNA, or you can email me at travis at kingdomcoachingtw.com.